Greetings and salutations, sports fans nationwide. You have entered the Sports Opinion Log Podcast. I'm your host, Lex Anderson, here to talk about baseball, in particular, Yankee baseball. A couple of days ago, I had said that the Yankees, in a four-game set against the Baltimore Orioles, that I would be satisfied with a split. And indeed, the Yankees did split the series. They won the first two games and then lost the last two games. But of course, you know that I'm going to talk about not the last two games, but the fourth and final game in which the Baltimore Orioles bashed, beat down, humiliated the Yankees in Yankee Stadium. Final score, 14-1. And it is safe to say that I have seen enough of Severino. I want him gone after this season. I want him off the team. His performance or not even performance, his lackluster pitching performance was an absolute monstrosity, an atrocity. It was atrocious, terrible. Like, what is the Yankees pitching staff doing with these guys? Oh, and of course, my favorite quitter, DJ LeMayu, him and catcher Trevino let a pop-up fall behind them it is so sickening with this team like especially as pertaining to Severino who is now one in four this season he allowed seven runs and ten hits over two and two-thirds innings and has the ERA of 7.38 I'm gonna tell you right now once I saw Severino give up those six runs in the first inning to the L.A. Dodgers when the Yankees were on that West Coast trip, I already saw, I being the prophet, had saw that Severino doesn't have it anymore. And I am tired of Michael K., the company man, talking about what Severino used to be. And therein lies the problem with the Yankees. They rely and lean on the pass far too much. And it's okay for some instances. And for other instances, it's not okay. You can't be talking about, well, when Severino is on, he could easily be a dominant ace. This man has three games this season where he's given up seven or more runs and couldn't get out the fourth inning. No other pitcher in Major League Baseball is failing the way Severino is failing right now. And I even caught on Twitter, you could follow me, Lex Anderson underscore WS. He's talking about, um, you know, not having confidence in his pitches. That is someone I don't want on the mound. That is someone I don't want wearing pinstripes. It's always amazing when the Yankees sign, re-sign, or extend these athletes like LeMayu, like Rizzo, who's struggling to find his swing and keeps saying every day, I'm just a home run away of regaining my stroke. Like, you're a professional, you are a professional Major League Baseball player. I watch or have been watching so much baseball 
that when I hear the pros talk about, you know, what guys are looking for, there's so much film, there's so much information out there, but yet the Yankees and their lineup and their pitching staff and at times the bullpen fail. And when they do, (laughs) they fail big. Like, the Yankees took the first game 6-3, the second game 8-4, the third game they lost 6-3 because, again, the bullpen failed in that game. But then in the fourth and final game of the four-game set, you get bounced 14-1. The only saving grace is that the Yankees didn't allow them to drop 20-plus runs. I mean, like, 14 runs, what, that's two NFL touchdowns. And then they get torched by Gunnar Henderson. Career highs with two home runs, four hits, and five RBIs, all in the first four innings. Not the game, the first four innings. In the fifth inning, the Yankees were actually down 13-0. So again, the fact that they were not able to add more runs is amazing to me, honestly. And once again, IKF, a position player, is on the mound. And don't get me wrong, IKF is doing his thing, okay? I respect what he's doing. Um, I believe they're actually adding him to like an MLB video game and giving him that two-way player status like Otani. But um, it is show, it, it's a testament, IKF, his mound appearances are a testament to how many bad games the Yankees have had this season. Hell, there was even one game where Josh Donaldson got some action. So I think I literally have a handful of games that the Yankees were just completely getting wiped out. Atrocious, like in, inexcusable. And, and Boone, I'm not even... I'm not even going to get into whatever he said because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter whatsoever. So Baltimore, the Orioles scored their most runs since a 15-10 win over Boston last August 19th. And they had 20 hits. Their high since they had 21 hits in an 18-5 victory over the Cleveland Guardians on June 6, 2021. Every Baltimore starter had a hit except for rookie Colton Kowser, who was in his second big league game, and the 14 runs were the most the Orioles have scored against the Yankees since a 17-9 win on September 27, 2005. And here's another kicker of a stat. The Orioles stranded a season-high 15. What? So back to Severino and how bad he is. He's given up 37 runs in his last seven games, the worst since CeCe Sabathia gave up 39 runs in seven games from July 14th through August 18th, 2013. According to Severino, quote, I've never been this bad of a pitcher my whole life. It's a little tough to get my head around, close quotes. Today, Carlos Rodon will be finally making his MLB debut for the Yankees. Finally, 
The man was given six years, $162 million in December, but he strained his left forearm in spring training and slowed by a stiff back while he was rehabbing. And sports fans nationwide, make no bones about it, it is not a stiff back. It is a stiff chronic back or a chronic stiff back. So, yeah, once again, uh, <laughs> Dummy Brian Cashman, who clearly has a job for life as the general manager of the Yankees, once again gets us another acquisition that fails to pay big dividends. And the Yankee offense is so terrible. Again, 14-1. Who cares what Rodon does? He could throw a no-hitter for all I care. The Yankees can't score runs. Last night. Torres, 1 for 4. Volpe, 0 for 4. Rizzo, 1 for 3. Donaldson, 0 for 3. McKinney, 0 for 4. The quitter, DJ LeMayu, 1 for 4. IKF, 0 for 3. And, of course, there's more injuries for the Yankees because, you know, this is just how life is for the Yankees. Excuse me. Like, the Yankees are so bad, like, everybody's getting hurt. So we have outfielder Jake Bowers, shoulder, cortisone shot for a bruised rotator cuff that he suffered making a diving catch on Wednesday. So he's headed to the IL. Nesta Cortez is expected to throw hitters, throw two hitters on Sunday, then again at the Yankees-Tampa complex on July 13th. So again, don't pencil in Nesta Cortez anytime soon. Terrible. Absolutely terrible. And this is how bad it is with the Yankees and injuries. Um, Henderson had overthrown a baseball that hit Yes Network cameraman Pete Stendel, who sustained a broken left eye socket on Wednesday night's game when he was hit by Henderson's errant throw. And, you know, pretty sad to see. Um, He says he's going to be all right. He says he's doing fine. He's at home resting. But whoever's got the voodoo doll in Yankee Stadium on the Yankees, clearly nobody is safe. Let's not forget John Sterling, right, last month, he took a foul ball off of his head doing the play-by-play. So my tie-in to all of this, to make it short and sweet, is people keep saying what's wrong with the Yankees. And earlier I had talked about the Yankees being beholden to their past. Meanwhile, in the National League, you have the Cincinnati Reds Sweeping the Washington Nationals in a four-game set. Yesterday's game, the final score was 5-4 in 10 innings. Uh, The Reds went ahead on Nick Senzel's two-run home run. But the thing is, is that you need to have a youth movement at some point. You know, 
the late great George Steinbrenner having an all-star at every position, that was fine when it was financially feasible. But when you think about the Yankees the, and holding on to the past, the reason why they hold on to the past of the core four is because that was really the last time the Yankees had homegrown talent that all came up together into the majors and made a difference. So there needs to be a mixed bag. Youth with a veteran mix. Sadly, you have the lesser... I'm not going to say the lesser because they're Major League Baseball players, so I don't want to disturb their names. But when it comes to the payroll, which is why I always attack the payroll, Stanton, $32 million, Josh Donaldson, $21 million, Rizzo, $17 million, LeMayu, $15 million. But yet you're being carried by guys like Bowers, McKinney, the rookie Volpe, IKF, Glaber Torres. I'm going to throw him in there with the veteran lineup that doesn't really help a lot. Even though he did bring in that sweet 4th of July victory. Excuse me. Water break. Um, meanwhile, again, the Cincinnati Reds, they have a youth movement. Votto came back. He's in the mix. And they're literally having a blast out there to the point where the Cincinnati Reds are now being labeled America's team. Cincinnati Reds, America's team. And this 5-4 victory was a comeback win. So so the Cincinnati Reds have a five-game winning streak. They have a two-game lead over the Milwaukee Brewers in the NL Central, which they have a weekend series going up against them. The Reds have won 20 of their last 24 games overall, 19 of their last 22 on the road, and are 10 games over 500 for the first time since 19, excuse me, since August 29th, 2021. And again, they get the Brewers in a three-game series the weekend after, excuse me, the weekend after the All-Star break, excuse me. So it's, it's crazy now. It's crazy out there in Cincinnati. And it's good because it's energizing the league. It's, you know, putting eyes on another city and their fan base. And that's good for baseball. Baseball needs that. And how's this? Ellie De La Cruz, I've been talking about since the day he was called up. It's been one month. He had two hits and finished the series 10 for for 18. He went into foul territory yesterday and made a 95.6 mile per hour throw to first on Adams Grounder for the final out of the six. The fastest throw for an infield assist in the major leagues this season and the fastest for the Reds since StatCast began tracking in 2015. The Cincinnati Reds is 22 and 6 since bringing up the 21-year-old who's hitting .325 with four homers, 15 RBIs, and 12 stolen bases. That's insane. Ellie De La Cruz doing the damn thing. And meanwhile, poor Yankee fans want to get on Anthony Volpe 
when he struggles, but they want to ignore the multi-millionaires in the Yankee lineup who's getting paid nearly, oh my God, like 10 times as much than he is. So yeah, the Yankees need to go back to what they used to do, homegrown talent, picking through the draft, and adding a youth movement to go with your veteran lineup, which in the absence of Yankee captain Aaron Judge has done absolutely nothing. So that's my take. My in closing, because I'm trying to keep it short and sweet, is tonight, if you're not doing anything, please make sure to check out the HBCU Classic on the MLB Network. It'll be going down at 1030 out there in Seattle. Student athletes will be bringing the pain and the rain. It's been spearheaded by the kid, Ken Griffey Jr., who, in his own words, quote, my dad gave back to baseball. It's now my turn. Close quote. Inaugural HBCU Swingman Classic. And please keep in mind, there are less than 10% of MLB players are African-American. So that will be a must-see. And I will also add this real quick to my in-closing since I was talking about the Reds. With that comeback victory, it was their 31st comeback win in their 87th game this year. In the last 50 seasons, only two MLB teams have had more comeback wins in their first 87 games of a season, being the 2004 New York Yankees and 1999 Cleveland Indians, both with 34. Thank you, sports fans, very much for tuning in. Until next time, Lex Anderson, signing out.